0: Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul and my co-host Justin Baker and I are about to rank the top 10 Winnipeg Jets. So if you haven't listened to our other top 10 shows, go back, listen to every single one of them today because why not? Uh, we've done definitely more than half the teams now and uh, we're rolling on with the Winnipeg Jets who are, they have an interesting history because they were a team before. That team's now the Arizona Coyotes, but we wanted to rank this Winnipeg Jets team with the previous Winnipeg Jets team and also the Atlanta Thrashers so there you go it'll be uh it'll be a wild ride so uh with that said Justin who just missed your list
1: my just missed uh probably again one of my favorite goaltenders we talk about him Connor Halloway he just missed. I just, again, he's, even though he has probably, I mean, when you, when you really look at it, he's one of the more successful goaltenders in the franchise's history, but he's only been there a few seasons. So, um, I just need a, need a little bit more from him. Need a little bit more, uh, a few more games and then maybe he'll crack the top 10 for me. But after that, I got Brian Little, who is probably one of the only Jets. Uh, he's, well, I think there's a one, other, I think Blake Wheeler was there too for just a little bit, but, uh, yeah, from the Atlanta Thrasher days and then, uh, Mark Shifley as well. Not cracking my list. Yeah. Mark Shifley, not on your list. Not on my list. That's yeah, interesting
0: because, uh, yeah, he's, to me, he's like kind of their that one guy that they drafted that has very much worked out. Um, Brian Little also is, I mean, if you combine his Thrasher's numbers with his current numbers on the, uh. On the Jets, I mean, he's second all time in scoring. So,
1: yeah, I just look at the guys ahead of those two, and I'm just like, I would rather have those guys any season, uh, you know, when they were in their prime during their their Jet days or Thrasher days, and would rather have those guys. I all guess, right. but yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, well, who's your number ten? Number ten for me is a guy currently um, just had some successful surgery, but big buff for me comes in at number ten. Yeah,
0: does fourth all time in current jets scoring and uh for a defenseman that's that's pretty solid he also has i think the most penalty minutes in jets history yes he does uh and has made a huge impact on the ice uh i i actually have him a little bit higher than you have him at number 10 uh, so yeah i've I, my number 10 i actually have brian little
1: brian little okay that's fair
0: uh Second all-time scorer, hard to ignore that. He's been there for a long time, hasn't had a ton of personal success, but in terms of like huge seasons, he's, he's not like he's ever been even maybe the best player on the team, but he's been so consistent and been a part of the organization for so long, it's, it's tough to ignore that.
1: Okay, so you're number nine. Number nine for me, a guy who never played with the actual Jets, but played with the Atlanta Thrashers, that is Marion Hosa. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, Sol
0: Hosa. It's yeah. it's hard to remember him playing for the Thrashers. Right.
1: Yeah. He had s- such longevity with teams like Pittsburgh and Chicago and a small little stint with my Red Wings that uh, you kind of forget that those early years in, in Atlanta.
0: Yeah. He was in Ottawa and I believe he was dealt for Danny Heatley. Yes, he was. And then, of course, sent to uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. So.
1: Yeah, not a couple bad seasons. Uh, his first season there, 92 points in 80 games, followed up by another 40-goal, 100-point season, and then came back down a little bit, 56 points in 60 games, and then eventually dealt to the Pittsburgh Penguins to try to make a run at the Cup, ultimately thwarted by the Red Wings, and then the next year we know what happens with him in Detroit. So, yeah, number nine for me, Marion Hossa.
0: All right, yeah, there's only, only one player – who uh, a couple players who played a lot of games for these teams that averaged more points than uh, than he did. Yeah, in his time there. In his time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I trying to say? In his time there, one one point one one seven points per game. There's only three guys that averaged more than that, so pretty solid. Uh, although, albeit short, so he misses my list based just because. I guess I've. I really had a hard time putting much Atlanta Thrasher in there other than like all right you, you played for both teams so I'm going to toss you in there. Uh,
1: it is tough. I get it. I mean, let's face it the, the Thrashers weren't around long and and they had like zero playoff success so <laughs> literally did not win a game in the playoffs. <laughs>
0: they yeah. got swept by the Rangers one year. and That was it. Um okay, so your number nine. Oh, my number nine. Yes. My number nine is Dustin Bufflin. So Dustin number Buff. 10 Okay, falls to my nine. Um let's let's go to your number
1: eight. Number eight for me is uh, Keith Kachuk. Uh
0: ah, playing for the former Winnipeg Jets.
1: Yes, the defunct. Um, and I mean, let's face it, he wasn't there very long either. But he was a guy who just literally came out of nowhere, a American-born guy who just made his name as a as a coyote. But let's face it, he 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 got better and better as the seasons went along. And and when you look at the history of you know all three of these teams we're looking at the Thrashers and both different Jets teams, there really hasn't been a guy like him on the team where you can consider. Um, his his ability to be a power forward and a score at the same time and um, yeah he did put up 140 goal season 150 goal season so uh not too many you know jets can say they've done that that's fair uh
0: keith kachuk not on my list uh instead at my number eight slot i have a guy who missed your list and that's mark shifley okay uh, i may have him here based on what i believe he will do as well uh, but I mean, obviously he's he's proven that he's been a great pick. He's a good top line center, and he will be a good top line center for this team for a long time. So, uh, to me, he's a guy that can't not be on this list because he they've actually had playoff success with him, albeit just winning around here and there. But uh, he's he's done something beyond just your uh, regular season success. So yeah, he's my number eight. I
1: I can't disagree with that. I I would have to say probably in a couple seasons, he'll easily, you know, be up there in my top eight, seven players for sure. I mean, I, I I do agree with you. I think he's probably going to be one of the better jets when it's all said and done, but missed your list, but missed my list for now for now. Um, number seven, Uh, number seven for me is a guy who literally in the NHL only played 18 games with this franchise only 18 games. And that is Bobby Hall. Now I, I wanted to leave him off the list, but and and part of me also wanted to put him higher. And so I, I was very torn with where to, where to put him when it came to, you know, greatest jets, because I guess maybe, you know, we, we could say, okay, no WHA players, but you can't ignore the talent. He's probably the biggest name that this franchise has ever had. I think so far, um, Yeah, I mean, he had four multiple or 400 point seasons total. I mean, his biggest one, 142 points and uh, 74, 75 for the Jets. And he did win a couple championships for him then. And so for me, that just was kind of hard to leave him off at that point, given what he did for this franchise. Yeah, even if
0: it was in the WHA. Why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, even if he had been in the NHL, yeah, he probably wouldn't have had four hundred point seasons, but he would have had some freaking amazing seasons. Yeah, so yeah,
0: he would have, and uh, for that reason, he's also my number seven. Okay. So yep, I I agree. I mean, even though we we had talked, should we include the WHA, and we you know we kind of said nah, we'll we'll keep it to the NHL. He did play in the NHL, so he is he eligible, <laughs> and uh, and he probably is the reason why the jets were chosen as one of the teams to come over into the nhl absolutely so uh because of that i mean we have the jets so yeah how can you leave the guy off the list
1: all right perfect well moving on then shall we yeah my number six is blake wheeler blake wheeler okay maybe a a touch higher on my list and by touch i mean number five for me okay yeah yeah
0: so I, i have blake wheeler at six and I have Ilya Kovalchuk at five.
1: Okay, my number six is actually Ilya Kovalchuk. Okay. So why don't we talk about both guys and let's yeah, let's yeah. dive in. That's a, that's a great
0: idea. So Blake Wheeler, obviously leading scorer all time for the current Jets. Ilya Kovalchuk, all time scorer for the Atlanta Thrashers. I believe he was first first overall pick. He for, was. Yeah, selected in two thousand one. Their their second year or something like that, or third third year. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 615 points in 594 games, uh, not to mention 328 goals. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk was just, I mean, he was just a monster for yeah. that team, but the literally the only good player there. That's
1: true. I mean, yeah, you really look at it. They didn't have a whole lot to celebrate, and he came in. And, I mean, he put up 51 points in 65 games his first season, so he, he lived up to expectations for a number one overall and uh, did some good things and eventually moved on to – uh, was traded to New Jersey, and uh, we know what happens happens there. He signs a 25-year deal with the New Jersey Devils and then gets just given the old stinky boot and goes over to Russia for a little bit, and, and now he's back. So. Now
0: he's back, slow as ever. Slow um, as ever. <laughs> yeah, and as far as Blake Wheeler, I mean, he had a much different path to where he is now. He kind of toiled around and... Uh, was drafted by the Bruins and was declared a bust and uh he ends up in Winnipeg and kind of finds his game later on in his career and becomes you know someone who's definitely up there in terms of being a a very high skilled winger uh maybe slowing down a bit now he's kind of entering his mid 30s but he has been rock solid for this organization the whole time right and likely you know putting up some of the best seasons that uh that we've seen for jets players
1: yeah yeah no disagreement there so and kind of a guy who
0: who is i mean he's not the you know he's not the captain but he is the captain he is the he captain, is the captain. Yeah. yeah yeah uh
1: but he's also the, the i mean he is the leader in that locker room yeah. i mean he is he is exactly what a captain should be i think he's he provides great leadership, and he's a great veteran player that I, I don't think any team would hate to have. And I mean, let's face it. I mean, last year what he put up, you know, two ninety-one point seasons yeah. in a
0: row. <laughs> You're not, yeah, you can't ignore that. And then two seventy-something point seasons in a row before that. So
1: yeah, for a guy who's supposed to be like a power forward, he's he's not playing like a power forward. So no, no.
0: Okay, well, into the top four, and who's who's dropping at your number four?
1: At number four is probably the most talented defenseman this this franchise in terms of, you know, all three teams have ever seen, and that is Phil Housley to me. Um, you know what this guy – I mean, granted, he was there for three seasons before moving on to the Blues, and then, uh, you know, a guy who has made his name in, in the Buffalo Sabres organization, and he's, you know um, – he's obviously very talented i mean let's let's face it early 90s that there were still a lot of high scoring teams but we were starting to see the the introduction of that trap style defense and he was still putting up you know 70 80 and then 90 points he progressively got better on a jets team that you know yep. when the league was progress- progressively getting better at defense and he just kept kept playing
0: yeah uh the best seasons for a defenseman ever for any win a big yep. Jets. so yeah he uh, he's also my number four even though he only played 232 games, it's hard to ignore
1: 1.116 points per game. Especially for a defenseman. Yes, yes. Even better. Might as well put that up as two points a game. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. We have, uh,
1: who's your number three? Number three is Thomas Steen. Tom Steen, I don't know. I've heard a couple times. Yeah, Thomas different... Steen, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Steen's dad. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, this guy is a true Jets um. A true Jets player because he spent his entire career with one franchise, which not many guys get to say they do that. And, uh, you know, he ended up finishing second all-time in points for the original Jets franchise with uh, 817 points in 950 games. So not bad totals for a guy who played, uh, you know, late 70s into the into the mid-90s. Not bad for a guy taken in the fifth round. Yeah, to boot. Yeah, that's even better. Uh, and then, of, of course, we know what he did. Uh, you know worldwide he's one of the you know considered one of the, the better Swedish players to come out of that era and uh, yeah. yeah so for me at number three it's it's Thomas Steen yeah he won uh, they they won you know different different
0: medals only a gold in uh, elite Stein 81 I don't even
1: know what that is well let's face it I mean back then in championships, the championships they yeah. won they won uh, the silver with him in 80s so, and 90s there were really like four teams I mean yeah. Sweden was just finding their way and yeah that's so. yeah, true um, yeah it's I mean I think we're probably
0: going to have pretty pretty similar lists from, from here on out okay uh, I my my only difference is probably our, our two and three so I actually have Thomas Steen a little higher okay um, I have Timu Solani at number three. Oh, okay uh, Solani probably a better player than Thomas Steen uh, but again it's hard to ignore the fact that Steen played almost a 1,000 games for this team.
1: Sure, I understand. So
0: Solani, though, 306 points in 231 games. He also scored 76 goals in his rookie season, so absolutely unbelievable. Uh, 1.325 points per game for Solani. Yeah,
1: best season a Jets player's ever had. Yep. Let's face it. And probably will never have another one like that again. (laughs) Yeah, no one's getting 76 goals anytime soon,
0: but... I think someone thought, people thought maybe Patrick Line would someday. Oh, but goodness. Not, I don't think so anymore. Um, okay, so he's my number two, or uh, my number three. Tom Steen, my number two. I assume Solani is... He's my number
1: two as well. well number two.
0: Yeah. Okay. So not well, as well, but yes. Um, I think that leaves the number one, which I think is pretty obvious. Uh, only one guy. Only one guy. Your number
1: one is? Uh, Dale Howarchuk. Yes. Yeah. Selected number one overall by the Jets as well. Um, yeah, a guy who came in in the 1981 draft, um, played, gosh, how many seasons with, with Winnipeg? Played
0: 713 games with the Winnipeg and had 929 points.
1: Yeah. 600 plus point seasons. I mean, you can't, can't knock that production. Granted it was in the eighties, but still he was with a team that, you know, really wasn't a contending team wasn't expected to do a whole lot yes they they did make the playoffs uh you know a few times, but yep, um you know, hey, there weren't as many teams back then, and they they were in and out very quick in the playoffs, let's be honest, so um, but he still showed up, he still played, he still put up over a point per game in the playoffs for this team, so
0: yeah, you can't be mad about that, no, there's not many guys that can say that um he also won a gold in eighty seven and ninety one in the Canada Cup, so that's uh yeah, that was a big one. He's on that '87 team with Gretzky and Lemieux. And, Such a uh, good you know. team. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he put up some unbelievable years. What five hundred point seasons? Six,
1: six, yeah. Just in his best. I mean, he and he consistently was putting up forty goals every single season. I think his first season coming in, he put up forty-five, and then you know I, he had one down year in '83, '84, but still managed to put up hundred points, and then continued putting up you know, forty seasons or forty goals every season until his last one there in eighty nine ninety and then eventually moved on to the Buffalo Sabres. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, he was part of the the uh, Sabres team that was the Noel May Day. Oh yeah. Yep. Brad, may, may Day May scoring the OT goal. Love it. All right, well that is our Winnipeg Jets, Atlanta Thrashers, defunct Winnipeg Jets, top ten. Uh let us know what you thought of our list and uh, you know, maybe if you were if you were gonna not have one of those teams in there maybe the defunct would you add any players let us know at ot hockey talk and uh yeah we'll we'll look forward to talking to you guys very soon and what
1: team are we going to do next that's a good question actually you know what i don't want to tell anybody okay because i don't know first okay. off and then second i just the suspense of like oh my gosh what are they going to do next so. yes uh,
0: yeah absolutely i mean i'm in suspense so <laughs> um all right well we will uh, let you know on twitter you can go on there and uh, justin will let everyone know what we're doing next